well, well, well. Here we are from the exquisite La Quinta Inn. Yeah. Downtown Austin, Texas. <laughs> We're here with the Ben Lingle. Yeah. You got something Hello. to say, Ben? Hello. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> world. <laughs> and William H. Shively. H. <laughs> that, it, it look it's, like an H sounds right after William. Like William H Macy. Yeah, it sounds yeah. real, real proper, well, like real, uh, wrong, yeah. yeah, real presidential, yeah. real con, like Congress maybe, yeah. Congress type name. Yeah. What's the middle name though? What's your middle name? Come on, Daniel. William D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie D. Willie D. <laughs> That's We've never done this uh, face-to-face before. You're going to have to excuse us a little bit for having, uh, having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we can see the reactions as they happen. Mm. A, little, a little different. Staring in each Austin. other's eyes. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's better than having to, uh, you know, do it from East Coast to West Coast. Mm-mm-mm. It might not be better, though. It, it might, might not. Be, this might be a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a couple of questions for you guys. This is almost special edition because we are on our Coastal Strength and Fitness Meeting, business yeah. meeting, business retreat, retreat. So we're in Austin, Texas, for the also it coincides, lucky us with the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of everything. You have Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jay Z. Then you got some smaller bands. Run, Scott the, Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels. Uh, Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper. Dude, that's mm-hmm. gonna be good. Yep. So a little bit of everything. Three three evenings. So. We'll mix in. We've already, we wanted to make sure we got the food, the important food stuff in. So we did the barbecue a couple hours ago. We did the tacos. Yeah, we've done tacos. Mm-hmm. We got, I mean, like, we definitely have the meat sweats today. Like, we were talking about how far we had the, the complimentary breakfast, you know, the, the eggs and the bagels and stuff, and it feels like it was so far away. Yeah. Like, I think we've eaten five meals today. It's yeah. The day. food, the food uh, from, from that morning is just piling up. Yeah. So, and we still have some brisket left over. Yep. We, have no little, fridge. we have a little meat platter, but no fridge. So, like, we were going to eat it for breakfast, but now, like, it's forced our hand and we have to eat it for dinner. It's like so, a deal breaker you never remember. Like, yeah. If you knew that there was no fridge in here, you would not exactly. jump into this. But yeah. you never think that. But we thought we had a fridge, it. and now, you know, darn it, we're stuck with a bunch of meat we have to eat after we film this podcast. But luckily, like that's that excuse you play yourself when you look for reasons to eat when you're full. Exactly. You know? Like you, we can't waste the meat. You know? Yeah, I can't do that. So, so we're going to acknowledge the fact that we hit full. And then we're going to eat the meats because we're on vacation. Yeah. And we don't want to waste them because if you waste Texas brisket, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure they arrest you. That's a law. Yeah. That's so a law. We can't let that happen. But I'm not going to lie. Like I'd rather the meat. Be the banana pudding. Oh man, like, let's talk about the banana pudding real quick. High quality. Be- uh, yeah, it was high quality. Of just nice. enough, like banana flavor. Didn't taste fake. Wasn't overly sweet, and then it had some nice layers to it, right? So you had like the whipped, like the banana whipped cream, and then like some crumbles, that, which I can assume are vanilla wafers. And there was there was like a little banana in each one. Of exactly. The layers. Yeah. So Ooh. so just like layers of whipped cream. Banana crumble, whipped cream, banana crumble, and then topped off with a little crumble. Mm. Um, and just so you know, a big key of being fit for life is, is eating the banana pudding. Eat the eat the right. banana pudding, please. Like you gotta 
You when you're in Austin with like your two best bros, you eat the banana pudding together, right? Now, when you're home alone by yourself, you know, or you're like just like with your kids on a Tuesday, like you don't eat the banana pudding, right? And you do that so that when you're with your bros or your girlfriends or whatever, you can eat the fucking pudding. So, mm. yeah. I'm getting real, real aggressive. The bur- it's the, the bourbon. The, the bourbon's doing that to me. It's still true. It's yeah. still true. I mean, the pudding was that good. That's, you know, that's really the, the moral of the story. Mm. All right, and then before we dive into some of the questions, we'll go over our uh, beverage choices, so y'all yeah. can so you can judge real hard. Most most of the people that know us, it's not going to be a surprise. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be really in line with what they would think. But for for everyone else that doesn't know us on that level, we'll just we'll just lay it out there. All right, for Gary, you. what are you drinking, man? So Ben and I, we went with because we knew we were going to be you know we, we nothing too crazy, just sit, sipping on something. So <laughs> we went with the Deep Eddy. <laughs> Sweet tea the flavored Deep vodka. So, but it's, it's local. Deep, Eddie. Deep Eddie's local. I wonder who's the who, local who is, Austin. Who's Deep Eddie? Deep Eddie. I don't know. I didn't read the 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 backstory yeah. here. But uh but yeah, we went with the the Deep Eddie sweet, sweet tea Deep. flavored vodka. Uh, and I feel very strong and positive about our selection. Yeah. It's delicious. And I got some larceny bourbon. And I'm really, really happy with my selection. Mm. I did a little ice and like a, a splash of water in case anybody's like a bourbon snob and they want to judge me how I drink my drink. That's what I did. Usually it's like one or the other, I feel, and I did both. So right. come at me, woes. So make sure you drop drop some comments. Let us know how you feel about that, what yep. you enjoy. So we, we had a discussion, too. None of us are really like huge beer drinkers. Nah. Um... Because they're so, like, beer is, like, very filling, right? Like, you're going to have, like, if you just had a huge meal, it's hard to drink a couple beers, you yeah. know? Um, or if you have them with a meal, uh, it, it's the same thing. It's, it's a little difficult, for me at least. Maybe I'm a baby, so. But I, I think my beer, the problem is from, I grew up through college with the beer drinking experience of drinking like eight Bud Lights. Yeah. Know? So like that's the, all I associate it with. And that's that light stuff too, though. That stuff you could definitely pound, you know, eight to twelve, and uh, not really, not really feel anything, especially if you had a huge meal beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think uh, eight to twelve. I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> Did eight to twelve? I'd be on the eight roof, man. 12. Like Bud Light, like Dude, Nick Ultra, uh, yeah. Like, Make ultra? To, yeah, a little eight to twelve. No, you ultra. Do, you, do you drink Bush? No, I don't. I mean, I don't drink any of the lights. They like Keystone. Oh, <laughs> give me a thick beer that'll slow me down, put me to sleep at night, and a I won't thick do beer. anything stupid. Like IPA or like a stout, like something like mm, like a milk stout. Sure. Okay. Right. Chocolate beer or something. Ooh, okay, <laughs> you know yeah, something I mean? tastes like, like a little like. Oof, you like, can't get more than like. Like cake that, like burnt cake that you oh, microwaved. Yeah. And then you you put it in a bottle. You've been saying that. I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Sweet tea's good. Yeah. Yeah. This bourbon's probably almost too good. So mm-hmm. strap right. in. So here we are. So we're going to. We have a very common question that's hot right now. Yeah, Pretty much, we get it all the bad. time, and it will be a fun one to answer. So. The first one is going to be a nutrition question about intermittent fasting. All right, who 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 had who fired that one up for us? So Larry Coleman. Larry. All right, so Larry hit us up with with a question about intermittent fasting. Basically, our thoughts on it. Um, so intermittent fasting, I'll say I 
have done it and ate like that for about two years, probably like th about three years ago. Yeah. So it's just popular now. All essentially, there's tons of different forms, but the popular one that most people are referring to is where you you eat in a smaller window, right? So so you normally skip breakfast and, and basically you eat for like an eight-hour window. So between like 12 and 8 or something mm -hmm. like that. All right. So now essentially the reason it like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing intermittent fasting, I lose weight. That basically happens because when you, if you go from you're used to eating all day to then you're only eating for eight hours out of 24 hours, and obviously you're sleeping for, you know, six to eight hours, you're going to naturally eat less. Mm -hmm. And that's why you lose weight because you ate less food, not because you ate between a specific time. So in, in a way... It's also there's some other health benefits because you're eating less, yep. right? If you're used to eating all the time, your digestive system's always working. Like six it's times a day. Yeah, it's stressful on your body. So by eating less, you you don't put as much stress on your body. So so there is benefits like that, but for the most part, it's just hey, what's convenient for you? You know, a lot of people it works well because essentially you're gonna have to eat bigger meals. So if you're only eating yeah. for eight hours, you typically have like a lunch and dinner, and then to get a the amount of food you need in, you're going to have bigger meals than if you're eating five or six meals a day. It's going to be a bunch of small meals. So, um, so yeah, so I'll talk, I think we, we all have, have done it, whether we even knew about it or not. Mm -hmm. So we'll go over each of our experience. So mine is, it's just my type A personality. It ended up then becoming too many rules, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm going to eat between 12 and 8. And then you start freaking out and thinking, oh, well, I can't eat before eight, uh, noon, you know, so you're like waiting for a certain time to eat. And that's not like that's not good, like mentally, like you, you don't need to like add a ton of rules. The whole point is just to make it fit your lifestyle. Right. So um, I, I don't specifically like intermittent fast. Uh, I think it's great for people again if they if if it's easier to not have to worry about eating breakfast mm -hmm. and you just have to worry about less eating times and food and preparation. The thing it did for me was it made it okay to not have to eat all the time. Like when you know to think you have to eat breakfast right when you wake up. So like it kind of broke me from that habit. Like I realized what's more important is your total food intake mm -hmm. over over time. You know, so that was a good from it. It kind of like freed the shackles of of worrying about like having to eat all the time or right when you wake up so so then for me personally i eventually fell on just eat, i eat three square meals a day so breakfast lunch dinner more spread out uh i don't s snack in between and it, it's easy it works like i don't have to prepare a bunch of food mm -hmm. and i do enjoy like eating breakfast so that so it's a you know you have to find what works for you um, yep. So yeah, and I know Ben has a perfect like he didn't even realize he was doing it. He just happened he trains early in the morning and naturally like yeah, he just didn't make food right when he woke up. He's training all morning, then he works out, then he eats. So naturally he fell on intermittent fasting to work for his lifestyle. Like you no, want to talk no, about wait, that? Wait, let me tell you about this. Okay, so okay. I, I I train really early in the morning, right? So I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> but uh but no but that's, what I, I, that's so, so weird that's good man you have a good uh yeah. no no but, so i was way off the no, mark yeah, I, mean, I had to stop you i had to stop you we get the story straight okay the, the real truth is yeah i just had dinner and then by the time i was done working training it's 16 hours later and that would be classified as intermittent fasting i think like for me like doing that i never was strict about it if i was home on a weekend or whatever i would i would eat whenever i woke up whenever i i guess i wanted to but I did actually find a little bit of benefit in like the fasting part, the part where you start getting hungry, but you're not going to eat until you get home anyway. 
learning how to operate in that. So actually, I trained right about the time I get hungry every morning. And it actually, uh, it's been proven to actually uh, help focus while you're training um, and performance because your body's kind of in a, I got to get some food. I got to, like, it's time to hunt um, because I haven't eaten in a while. And so it actually, it actually can help. But, you know, I guess overall, um, other than the experience of it, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the magic pill. Um, mm. It's definitely not the thing that's gonna it's, that's gonna change you. But maybe something you learn from it will. So I would just say don't go too strict if you choose to try it. Mm -hmm. But if you try it, do it with a little bit of consistency so you can actually get some results and see what you uh, what you experience. Yeah. All right. So my experience is actually pretty much the same as Ben's. Like I train in the morning. Like now I train a little earlier now. But like I was training at like 9:30 a.m. 10 a.m. I would finish up at like, you know, 11 and then it's like time to eat after that. So naturally like, yeah, that put me into like, not like a 16 hour fast. And really it was just like, I didn't want to eat before I trained and I needed to eat afterwards. So it just kind of set me up for that. Now, like what it did for me, because I've always had like issues with like hunger cues, when am I full? Like it allowed me to like deal with, like be okay with being hungry and kind of be better in tune with those cues. Like you know, I'm bored and I want to eat or I'm actually hungry. I need food. Like it definitely like clarified that a little bit. Um, so I, and then, you know, working in the morning, um, you know, like I, I used to do like, yeah, like I was a little more focused, like, you know, before I worked out, but really, um, it's just like helped me with the, the hunger. And then like, I like to eat big meals. So I'd rather eat two gigantic meals rather than like three or four smaller ones, just cause you know, I'm going to fill up on a big meal. Um, and then really Ben, cause he said magic, magic pill. Um, like what is the magic pill? Like whatever works for you. Like that's really what the magic pill is. Like what fits into your lifestyle? Cause like everyone's magic pill was going to be pretty much something different. So like finding that and not feeling like, Oh, I have to eat three meals or I have to eat four meals. You know, for some people like two giant meals is great. You know, you don't have to think about breakfast. You hate breakfast. Go for it, man. So, like, just kind of encouraging everyone to, to figure out, like, what do you want to do? Like, how many meals do you want to eat? What's convenient? Um, and then, like, you know, basing it off of that instead of feeling like you have to subscribe to, like, a certain amount of things because people tell you you have to. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, especially for, say, if you're a beginner or you're, you're really just scratching the surface of this stuff, is bottom line is, like, when we say magic pill, if you're – if you eat two honey buns for breakfast, you know, McDonald's for lunch, and then you have a bunch of Chinese food for dinner, like that's your normal food, and then you think, oh, I'm gonna do intermittent fasting, and you just eat that amount of food between like your window of eating, so 12 to eight, it's gonna be the same result. Like it's yeah. not, like nothing is different. Like the total food intake, quality, quantity, is the, num is the number one most important thing. So when we talk about intermittent fasting, that, that falls under, your meal frequency and structure, right? So you want to think about meal structure and frequency is more what is most sustainable for mm -hmm. you. You know, mm -hmm. like what can you live with? So, and, and again, like Ben said, it is great to learn, like to be hungry and to be okay with hunger. Like most people will benefit from pushing that boundaries a little bit. So, so it is definitely something to consider if you're like one of those people who. The second you get hungry, you have to eat something or you freak out. It will kind of help you learn uh, to kind of like dive into that and, and be mindful of it and notice it and be okay with hunger. So 
that is, yeah, that's the big 360 take on it with our experiences. Um, and yeah, so just know, like, if you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I don't have to change much. I'm just going to eat in a smaller window and that's the ticket, you know, it, it's not. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of our take on, on intermittent fasting. Uh, I, and one last thing I do think it's good for, again, like in general, if you're like a, a girl, smallish girl and you want to lose weight, like eating five to six meals, like is going to be pretty miserable. Like your, your, your meals are going to be like a hundred, 200 calories each. Yeah, so like when you condense your meals, celery with eating, peanut butter on it. Yeah. Two or three, Jesus. then you can have a little bit bigger, more satisfying meals. So that's definitely something, something to consider. Yeah. So Yeah. We don't want we don't want anyone eating celery and, and peanut butter. Yeah. Like we don't I want... mean, like ants on a log's pretty good, man. Just put a couple of raisins I mean, on, yeah. raisins on top, make it go. a little bit more fun. I don't know, you know. I'm too lazy to do that. I, I would, mean, so am I. I, I, I mean, would, it sounds like a great idea. In I would theory, eat but it like, all separate. Like I would yeah. eat the celery like while I'm trying to take the top off the peanut butter, <laughs> and then I like, eat the peanut butter with a spoon while I, and then just take a handful of raisins. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. Like, that's, let's be realistic. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of work to me. Unless, but if my mom made them. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or, like, if you had kids. Like, I would make that for, yeah. for if I had kids um, so, because it's fun. But, like, so, I don't know. It's not worth it so for you myself. Need, we need to have kids. Mm. That's a lot of pressure right now, man. I'm just. Ants you know, on the log. Ants on the log. That's the only way you're going to be able to eat it. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, what do, we, what do we got next? All right, so let's, let's, let's go into something that, mm, this is a little more, like, deep into the training so so this is really going to be um like your focus while you train right like so when, when people say the the mind muscle connection right like what are they, what do they even what do they mean by that like it's kind of like a bro term in bodybuilding like oh you gotta have the mind muscle connection when you do your curls or whatever but like that's a really true statement right so it's the difference between like we'll use curls for an example because they're like a, a move where you need a lot of tension more so than weight, right? Um, so it, it's a difference between just kind of swinging around 25, 30 pound dumbbells and not really like getting your bicep to work a ton and using like 15s and going really slow on the way up and then really controlling that eccentric or like the, the lowering phase which is where like your your muscle damage or whatever occurs if you know we're talking about like hypertrophy getting your muscles bigger um and really like controlling and really like owning that movement and it can be applied to anything right like if you want a bigger back like control your rows really well pause at the top go slow on the way down because if you're just like using momentum to swing things around then like yeah the reps getting finished but that muscle is not working to its full potential and getting like what we call time under tension Um, like you want the muscle to basically be under that load for as long as possible, really during the rep, you know? So if you're swinging it around, you know, you might start it with the muscle and end it with the muscle, but that in between is not getting as much work as it needs to. Um, yeah. And really, and even to take it a step back. So you you almost want to look at this as like a third stage. So if your first stage is like you're trying to get in the gym and just get to your workouts, right? So like that's like get that down, mm-hmm. all right? Then mm-hmm. second, um, you're doing your workouts, you're doing your sets, you're doing your reps, right? And a lot of people then get to that point and they think, I just gotta do more, 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 right? But a lot of people have to step back from that and then that's where the tension and 
how is each single rep done comes into play. Like that's when you're at that next level. And for a lot of people, it's slowing things down, you know, and just like focusing more. You know, a lot of times when you just go all out, you're trying to do more reps, more weight, like it doesn't happen that quick. Like you're not going to always go up in weight. So a way to progress is by the quality of your repetitions. So a lot of people, if you feel like you're past that stage of like, like you're getting in your workout groove and you just want to keep progressing, focus on quality over quantity. So, and, and what sparked this is we saw at the gym, this, this guy curling 40 pound dumbbells, but it was like all this momentum, like swinging your whole body and you will actually get more progress and do better if you drop the weight and focus on quality. Like at some point it's, it's diminishing returns. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so kind of breaking it down, it's really like just think quality over quantity mm -hmm. is is a key, key thing. Yeah. And, and Ben, uh, Mr. Mr. Movement Master, um, and when he started training with us, well, we kind of always train this way. So, so he's kind of done it naturally from the beginning, but I think he, uh, like, you kind of want to talk about like the the importance of it, especially more from like you you mentioned today, like how your your workouts become almost like med meditative in a way. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, sure, yeah. So like, it really, I think I think it all comes down to what your goals are and, and understanding how to actually achieve those goals. If your goal is to is to build bigger muscles, if your goal is to move better, feel better, or if your goal goal is to like uh, get really strong, be able to lift a ton of weight. Um, those deviate at some point. At some point, you're going to have to choose, like, usually during each rep, what your goal is and what you want out of your rep. Um, so, so, you know, things like what Will said about uh, muscles decelerate to build. So, you know, lifting a 40-pound dumbbell up to curl, you know, the concentric, concentric part of that where you shorten the bicep, it's really not, that's not the part where you're building uh, the muscle. You're, you're building strength. You're going to build this overall tension through your body. You're going to get really, I guess, strong. You know, maybe you're going to learn how to use your pec to curl. I mean, it could get really dicey, but you're you're also, um, I guess, the point of that is the deceleration, the part where it's lowering. That's where your your biceps being built. And so, if your goal is strength, yeah, go ahead and lift those forty pounders. But if your goal is muscle uh, muscle building, like hypertrophy, then uh, then work on the deceleration. So really, just I mean, I would just say to to include that, just know your goal. And then make sure that you're actually rep to rep going mm -hmm. toward that and not going moving backwards. Yeah. And then I'm going to touch on this because it's kind of the same like um, like with that, the, the bodybuilding focus of like doing reps really well and having that mind muscle connection um, and having the goal on like growing, you know, the muscle like that plays into like joint safety as well. You know, as you're doing this stuff and you're doing it really well and you're putting the tendons and the ligaments under like just enough stress, but you're doing it, you know, basically safely, you know, it helps to basically build up that joint, you know, like, like the bicep, for example, like your tendons are getting stronger and stronger and stronger as you have that constant good lower tension, rather than if you're doing that 40, like the, the risk for injury, because you lack the, the strength of your connective tissue, um, you know, it's so much higher. So, you know, it can also help, you know, not just like look better because everyone does want to look better, but like with keeping you safe as well. And it goes for really any joint of the body, not just your bicep, but it's just a really good example. Um, you know, it goes for, for pretty much everything, you know, like your back, your, your quads, the whole deal, um, you know, and then, you know, a little hypertrophy 
is always a good thing too. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. control your reps, people. Do it yep. well, yep. you know. And and really, I got one more thing. So if that means like you know you can you can muscle up the the hundred pound dumbbells on a dumbbell press, but it's like it's ugly, you know. It's like somebody took the trash out and the bag split open. Um, <laughs> and that's like what your reps look like. Then like you're gonna benefit more. Like yeah, you can get through that movement. But you're going to get better results if you, like, own the 80s really well and then maybe hit multiple sets of those 80s rather than just, like, maxing out and thinking that, like, hey, because this is a higher weight, I'm doing, I'm doing more. So, and I think that actually leads into our next topic, which is training versus straining or, like, mm-hmm. training versus competing, whatever however you want to see it. Um, you know, like, training is practice, right? It's... Like we're trying to get better at movement and sometimes training is treated like a competition. You know, it turns into from instead of like, I want to get good at these movements to what's the most I can do in this session. And that's a good way to kind of, you know, nerf your progress a little bit. Um, yeah, Deegs, you want to weigh on us a little bit? Yeah, I think a good analogy for most people is, you know, take like a sport like football, right? Like they play once a week for a reason and 16 times a year so that's their game but their practice all week is never at the same intensity you know they're not wearing pads and tackling and hitting and all that because they know they need to recover and they want to get better at the skills of the sport and that's what they practice day in and day out that's how they get better at at competing so and it's because they have to do that to be able to recover properly in and prepare so it's the same thing with working out what happens now is you have the where every workout is turned into c- competing competition right so then you're just pushing yourself to your limit every single time and, and you're not able to recover and you're not actually getting better it's a, like a false sense of getting better because you feel like you worked yourself as hard as you could but ultimately you're actually not in your your skill isn't improving so you know when you work out majority of the time you should be like focused on yeah quality over quantity and it should be i don't necessarily like to say punching the clock but but in a way it should be more closer to like punching the clock than it should be to to you know competing in the olympics so you want to have more punch the clocks than you do lie on your backs uh at the end of your workout so and, and again like but the thing is, like, this will get you better when, when time does come to maybe push your limits or test yourself. Uh, and one way to do this is what we do at our gym it, is have, like, a testing week, you know. So, like, every 12 weeks, we'll kind of have lifts or exercises or little standards we'll use to then push yourself, right? But in between that, you want to, like, be more focused, build your skill, and, and work towards those weeks to where you go all out. So that that's, you know... And that's a common way. That's how every sport works. You know, that's how, um, yeah, and and, any, you know, even when you, you know, like we use football or baseball or whatever, yeah, there's a competition season and there's an off season and there's time in between. There's lots of, lots of practice. So working out should be the same. And honestly, it should be more so because most of us have lots of other stress. You know, it, the working out isn't the only thing going on in our life. You know, we have jobs and stress and relationships and, and kids and, and everything. So you have to factor that in and not let your workout be a way for you to, to 
basically just always be breaking yourself down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, agree with what has been uh, stated. <laughs> Appa <laughs> apparently, Ben is uh, on trial. Yeah. And <laughs> Don King is, is telling him what to say. So yeah, he's... He, Ben pleads the fifth. Don King says, so, don't strain, yeah, just train. Exactly. And, and really, like, so, like, this is actually a good opportunity. Like, if you feel like you're always beat up, like, no matter what, like, you're, you're training, you're like, fuck, I always hurt. My shoulders are always achy. My back always hurts. Or you just feel run down all the time. Um, it might be a good opportunity to like look at your training. Am I just killing myself every day? Because nobody can really do that, you know. Unless you're a roided up pro athlete or something like that, you're not going to be able to recover enough to be able to do that to yourself. And none of us are. Like as coaches, we train three to four days a week. And if you saw us train, you'd be like, these dudes. Like half the time, they're standing around doing nothing. Um, but like, there's a reason that we do that, you know. Like we're not you know, busting our asses every single day trying to, like, prove something, like, that we can, you know, um, do so much work in so so little time or something like that, you know, like, th there's a process and you just try to get a little bit better, you know, over time. So, yeah. just, like, keeping that in mind. So, good opportunity for people to kind of check that out and see. Yeah. And see this is in the context of, like, just trying to be fit for life in, exactly. in both ways, like, for longevity and, hey, like, we're just trying to be fit for to be our best with our everyday lives. You know, mm -hmm. when you do decide to do certain sports or competitions, like there is a sacrifice to be made uh, and you will have to compete at some point and push. But even in those situations, like a lot, like most of your workouts should be practice. Um, you, every day is just not a competition. Mm -hmm. It really is about knowing your goal. And, and for example, we, uh, we walked, I don't, I don't really know how long, to, to the restaurant that we were recommended to go to. It was like and a mile and a half to the restaurant, I it's think. Just, it's just never an issue. Uh, it's, we never sit there and, and you stare at Google Maps and you say, I don't know if I can make it that far. And I'm, I'm carrying a backpack. And that's a, uh, I train so that I never have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think if I was doing more of a three-day uh, you know, and a ton of rest, and I had, you know, I had, I lifted super heavy during those days, and and stressed out a ton with that. Um, I, I may throw that that off. I, I I spread my training out personally. I I train minimally, but multiple frequently. Yeah, frequently. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so that it, it kind of lends itself to being able to do the everyday activities a little bit easier. It, it's not a high stress thing, like Will said. If you watch this train. I mean, honestly, I, I try not to make a face. You know, it's it's really it's really about making uh, making the movement smooth, yeah. so that yeah, when I am walking with a backpack, I don't I don't have back pain when I walk. I don't I don't my feet don't hurt when I come back. You know, it's it's all uh, you know it's all a little bit easier because of the work I put into the exactly. To the and that's like I think that's a good goal for most people. Like you like you want to work out. Like all of us want to look good and feel good. But like a good byproduct is like just being able to do whatever you want outside of the gym. You know, like the gym is not life. Like it literally like is our job and we still don't want it to be like the only thing in our life. Like I want to be able to go play Frisbee, like play games and, and not, you know, pull a hamstring and be able to go hike. Like Gary hikes like all the time and the guy's a freaking pro because when I went, I was dying. But um, or like being able to go rock climb, you know, doing all this stuff without any pain because we're not destroying ourselves in the gym, I think is a really important thing to shoot for. You know, like you, you should be able to go out and do things, you know, go kayak, stand up. I know a lot of people at our gym, like stand up paddleboard, um, or they go walk the Nolan, like that stuff's important to be able to do because like, that is really what matters 
the most rather than just how much weight you can lift in the gym. Yep. And then Will kind of touched on something that's a good point. Uh, we see a lot nowadays is every, and this is like due to social media and like you can go on Instagram and see like nine different things. Like you can see someone that's a pro bodybuilder, someone that's an obstacle course racer, someone that's a crossfitter, someone that's a uh, world class kickballer. And you're like, oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do this. Should I be doing both? I'm going to try to do them all. And what like, th that's a perfect example. Like Ben is into rock climbing, right? I like to hike. So I spend a lot of my extra free time going hiking. Obviously, naturally, I get good at hiking from doing that. And then I see Ben, like, you know, scaling a little rock while we're hiking and rock climbing. And I'm like, man, I'll, like, for a second, I'm like, I want to rock climb. But then, but, okay, but that would take up my hiking time, right? So if I, if now all of a sudden I'm trying to do rock climbing and hiking, then... <laughs> what, what, what you know, something, time. yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta have the hikey time. Yeah. Well, Ben wants some hikey. See, now I'm actually making Ben second guess. And no, I was, I, I was sweating too, trying to keep up with Dude, they Gary, were, man. they were dying. And, yeah, and, dude, like, I, like, man, so I was smoked. Hiking's fun because it's tricky because you're just walking, right? So no one thinks anything of it. But, but it's, it's a stressful walk. I know. And you, <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners actually do get their hikey time. They I'm do. Gonna, yeah. And, and, you know, you could probably weigh in and, and let us know how much you value your hikey time. Yeah, I mean, we... Uh, in the same way I wish, that, like, that I, I do. took more hikey time, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't take enough. I don't take just enough. Just talking about this. Um, yep, yep. You know, like, it's not that far away. Like hour and a half there's, drive. There's hour and a half, like yeah. I mean, like it gets some good elevation there. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. Nice yep. close as Deeks. Malibu's right there. I know. Mm. But it's still not an excuse. The boo, the boo. Mm. So wish we had our own boo. Mm. Yep. Mm. But but essentially, <laughs> like <laughs> everyone loves hikey time. But if you can't get out and hike, but you can do something else, like that is that's fine. Like you don't have to. If you go on Instagram and see everyone else is hiking. Like, you don't then have to be a world-class hiker, nah. you know? Like, it's just, like, you only have so much time, so do what you enjoy yeah. and and be and be okay with it, you know? Have like, fun! Yeah, you don't have to be elite. You don't have to be world-class. Like, it's okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, so, like, I mean, that's our thing. Like, work out so that you can do anything you want, find what, some stuff you enjoy, and, and mix it all together. And then don't get sidetracked. Don't try to do everything. Um, that's a good way to fail if you try everything. Yeah, I, yeah. it's just not possible. But if you want to challenge me in some hikey time, yeah, hit me up. If you want to challenge us in some ultimate frisbee? Hit us up. Yeah. Mm. So you smack that ass. It's mm. 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 getting a little too serious. <laughs> wow, well, you know, <laughs> that's the bourbon talking. The bourbon's flowing real, real free right now. The bourbon is what makes hiking hikey. Uh huh. Hikey. hikey. That's hikey a sweet tea. time. Nah, that, that blame it on fucking deep Eddie's sweet tea <laughs> and not the bourbon. Hey man, you need those. You need that extra, uh, that made with local honey to like, fuel your hiking. How much honey's in this? They say that like it's a like a good thing. It's still. I don't know. It doesn't say. They don't have. Man, yeah, you don't have to put nutrition yeah. facts on here. Hey, dude, what I'll tell you this. There's a lot of honey in there because it tastes good. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. just dangerously good. Like, it tastes good. too good. Like, if my bourbon tastes like this, I'd be really drunk right now. Yeah. But it doesn't. Bourbon is, like, its own natural, like, it keeps you from drinking it too fast. You got to sip on it because it burns the entire way down. So, you yeah, know, just kind of keeps it hood. That's just too much, uh, too much pain for me. But it's del it's good, like it's delicious pain. Um, like my goal with anything is to is to uh, 
like accomplish the goal with as little suffering as possible. I can, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Actually, like Mark Sisson, Mister uh, Mister Primal, Mister yep. uh, that's the stuff, right? Like, yeah, like Primal, 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 Primal. Yeah, like Primal he, he stated something like that, and he's uh, he used to be, I think, like an elite runner and everything, yeah, long distance, good. and now he's just. He talked about how he feels so much better. He's in his 60s, looks great. Dude, he looks like a freaking rock star. And um, and that's you know that's his goal is yeah. like to 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 accomplish everything in with as little suffering as possible. Yeah. Which uh, which is perfectly okay. And I think it's a good goal. Like, you don't eat, have to suffer. Yeah. Like, like, if you want to lose weight, like eat the most food you can possibly eat to lose that weight. And for training, like train. Like, the least bit you have to for the maximal result, you know, to get the results that you want. I think it's a great way to live. Like, don't have any excess, really, you know? Yep. Um, so, yeah, like, live like Mark Sisson. Mark Sisson, Sisson or Sison? One of the two. Sison, Sison. 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 What so. you got? You, you want to close it out, Ben? Sison. Uh, sure, I'd love to close it out. So, thanks for listening. Um, we uh, we uh, had fun making this one. Here in Austin, face to face, finally doing a podcast. Um, we're sitting elbow to elbow right now. We are. Mm-hmm. We're snug. We're uh, we're warm. Wearing from, our uh, wearing our jams right now. You know, from from loving our hearts and uh, you know the warm Austin humidity. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, that's how we close it out. But there's other things that you normally say. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, yeah if you're new for news, check us out. Coastal Strength and Fitness. Um, <laughs> you can check us out a lot on Instagram. Gary Deagle. Yeah. Will Shive. And uh, what is it? Bengal? At yeah. Bengal. At Bengal. Yeah. Like Bengal Tiger with an E. Yeah. And we'll post it up in the, in the show it, notes. Then you're not meant to find so it. if you want to see what we do with our, our day or like. Did anybody listen to the music that I, or the. The last one, Win in Rome. Oh, Win in Rome, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, listen yeah. to that? I, I didn't listen to it. Okay, I got feedback from Deegs last time. But, yeah. So uh, if you have, if y'all ever have feedback on that, on that, what's like, what's a good one, man? What, what do you got? Oh, I, oh, yeah. I got one for this. What, week, what do you got? Yeah. What are we, we talking got, about? Uh, and this is in honor of uh, ACL because we are going to see them on Sunday night. Uh, the Gorillas, Dirty Harry. That's oh, uh, that's Dirty the Harry. Song. Yep, yep. And make sure you got some space. You're gonna want a groove. Right. Oh, whoa. Wait. Yeah. What uh? What album are we talking? I'm playing this right now. I need to know. Oh, oh please do, please do. What, what album is it, man? First album? Boom, Demon Days. Demon Days. Try that one. It's just like underground, but oh, here we go. Demon Days. Dirty hair. There Dirty we go. Hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, get ready. This is I you? hope it comes through. Is this it? Like this? Oh, this is this it. is I you mean, grooving? You can hear it, like. No, no, not the song. Like this is your, this is your, this your is jazz. Awesome. I mean, this is like your, Austin, like your Austin funky kind of right? like, like we're about to get it going. Okay. Like, like would you like tie, tie like a sock around your head and just like let it flow to the song? <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. yeah like, okay. But no, like as, as we're walking downtown and we, we like see the beige building. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got my headphones in. He's referencing the, the beige building is this building in Austin that's their capital. That <laughs> the beige lo- house. It looks like the White House, except it's beige. Well, Ben goes, there's a picture of it on the wall, and Ben yeah. goes, is that, is that the White House? But it was a real blonde moment. He was like, is that the White House? And you know what, though? Like, dude, I have those moments too often. Uh, yeah. Like, we were walking, I'm going to put myself on the spot here. We are walking at Kiln Creek, and they have, like, the lakes and stuff there, and we're walking, I was like... Like, do you think they have fish in there? <laughs> <laughs> and Whitney just looked at me like, "What? What's wrong?" With like, what, like, like, a, it's a lake, so that's where fish live. Yeah. And B, like, just, well, are you planning on fishing <laughs> in the lake? 
but there's like no fishing signs or, right. or whatever. Like, um, and I just had to know, and I, sh- you know, not thinking mm. before I speak. Is there fish in and, there? Yeah, mm. and so I, I'm for the rest of my life, I'm never gonna hear the end of this, basically. Exactly. So, and I'm okay with it. You know, if that's like the trade off, I'll, I'll take it. So. All right, but that's the one. You you want to feel a little city living, a little grooving. Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, the gorillas. Yep. Hopefully the they play. Ba- them. Hopefully the they play did, it this weekend. The bass didn't even drop. So yeah. if you were already grooving, then you're in for it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Turn that on after the podcast. Groove to it a little bit. Let well, us know how you feel. Yeah. Um, if you guys have I'm, any, I'm if you guys have any questions, anything you want us to cover, I don't even fitness, nutrition, life, beards, <laughs> bourbon. You guys want to talk about steak or white rice? Mm. Like I don't care what it is. Hit oh. us up. Drop a comment on some of our social media. And we'll cover it. Mm. And one last thing, Ben uh, Will mentioned beards. Before we went to the barbecue place, I asked Will, "Do people ask to touch your beard?" <laughs> N- no lie, on cue. Like we walked a mile and a half to the barbecue place. So like forty minutes later, we stopped to see bats. That's why we don't walk that slow. Yeah. So after the bats, we then went to the barbecue place, and then as we were walking in. The highly intoxicated girl asked if she could touch Will's beard. Yeah. And then she inappropriately rubbed the beard for like the longest. It was too long though. Like, longest, I thought it was going to be a like quick touch. 12 seconds. Yeah. But she like two handed it too, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Like yeah. she, and yeah. And she just so, like, I love beards. It was like a little bit awkward, but you know. And then she and then Will kicked profiled him and assumed he was from Texas. Yeah, she thought I was from Austin because I guess I looked like a hipster with a beard. Um, but no. Well, yeah. So, so we'll leave you with that. Yeah. I got profiled today. All right. Hold. All right. Later.